Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast. Today, it is just myself, Lucy, and Christy hanging out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're going to have a conversation about postpartum is forever and... And ever and ever. And ever and ever. Um, It is mid-school holidays, and we both have three children each in the background so we're just keeping it real yeah there's gonna definitely be some children walking in here mid podcasts there'll be a baby screaming no doubt maybe even a sibling fight halfway through also (laughs) mum life (laughs) (laughs) as i I actually have just taken because we're actually on zoom at the moment but i've taken the you know how you i like we can see each other talk I have taken myself off so I can't see myself. I can only see you. Oh, great. So I'm a, I'm a massive big screen. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's so nice for me. <laughs> you look really beautiful. Oh. Just, I, I can't have myself up there because I feel so tired and I just end up looking at myself all the time and then fixing my hair and I'm like, why am I doing this? Why? Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm doing so well. Oh, yeah, we've got a baby in here already. Baby's just crawled in. Get the boob out. So what prompted us to have this conversation was little Primrose, who's just crawled into the room, now plugged herself into the boob. Um, She's almost one. (laughs) And I just also remember all these feelings that have been coming up for Christy, I have felt so much especially with my last baby Mm. when they were still so little but not a baby baby still so demanding needing so much from us and we're so sleep deprived our bodies are sore and aching we're full on breastfeeding but people sort of forget that you've got a a, like small child and it's totally. like you have this little window of like grace and everyone's like, oh, yep, amazing. What can we do for you? And you've got a baby. And then everyone, it's like everyone kind of forgets and you're mm. kind of like just left in the lurch and expected mm. to carry on. Um, and it's really like it can be really intense because you're like Super I'm still so fresh in that first year of postpartum. And yeah, yeah, do you want to kind of 
um, expand on that? Yeah, I guess because I've just been so conscious and aware this time and, you know, because after her birth um, I was so supported. I mean, you know, I still am in a lot of ways as well. Um, But I guess, yeah, after I sort of came out of that little, you know, the 40 days at home and, um, yeah, just started to emerge and get back into the swing of things, I guess I had this like... um, big surge of creativity and like because I'd gone through such a massive transformation and I was like oh my god like I just I want to I want to do things I want to bring my magic to the world I had heaps of energy I felt so proud of myself I felt so good um yeah and then we started our business and which is amazing and I love it and it's just like couldn't ask for anything better really um yeah, but, you know, then the teething started um, and the two other children and, you know, she's starting to even just introducing food is just so annoying. <laughs> it just feels like another thing that I'm just like, I can't even deal with this. Like, you know, she wants food, but it's on the ground and it just seems like another effort and the nappies and the wedding through and it's just hectic <laughs> it really is like and I've sort of got to pull myself back a lot like the like over Easter I've had that break where I to be honest like I laid in bed for two days with her again which was really nice but even just laying down with her and feeding her made me realize she's so little actually even just looking at my five-year-old he's so little still <laughs> And it's just such a big job that, you know, we're still expected to just keep mm. trudging through and being, you know, you just get on with it. That's just a job. You just get on with it. But, man, like it's it's deep. It can get it's, really deep. It's really deep and physically demanding and mentally and emotionally so demanding holding yeah. space in all the ways. And I think we're we're slowly getting better at recognizing like the fourth trimester and properly caring for women in that immediate postpartum. However, I think we still are really crap at supporting mothers with young children, you know, through those early years of that de- of their development. Um, like even when you have like I've got you know an eight year old he's my oldest and we both do and they still are so little and need Mm. so much and have so many needs that need to be met and but people kind of have this expectation that once your baby hits like maybe six months old that they're like sleeping through the night and kind of life goes on and you're no longer that fresh postpartum mama who needs support but Mm. the reality is Families with young children need support for at least that first decade. Like, oh my god! Especially with you know your relationship on top of that, which is just another huge element within it all. Because you know, especially when there's no community. I mean, there is. I do have a community, but still, like within the home, requires so much. Like. And I, that's why I just bought that book the other day called um, Mating in Captivity. I shared it on my 
with Esther Perel and it's actually blowing my mind. Um, there's a whole chapter on like bringing children in with your relationship and just the realities of that. And it's just like, I feel so seen reading it and just being like, oh my God, it's mm. so big. Well, we're still like um, motherhood is so unseen. Like we're so invisible mm. and we don't meet society's expectations of like making money, you know, and going mm. to work and paying taxes. So it's like our role and our job doesn't have any weight or respect or value. Value, yeah. And of course it does, but yes. not in our modern day society. It is almost absolutely not recognised. And, you know, as we were saying before we jumped on, um, you know, like you're making, like you're studying as well as as doing our business as well as mothering three small children as well as doing school drop off and pick up and like all the meals and all the things in between and yeah I'm I'm doing the same um I'm not studying though but it's it's like uh, it's it's just so hard because it's like and we're all doing this with like sleep deprived Mm. all these balls in the air and no one and then we're invisible and it's Mm. like I think that's really part of it. It's like that, um, what's that term that the mental load that we also carry as women and mothers, Totally. like all the lists in our head all the time, mm-hmm. all the little things, the kids like, you know, no one needs a new pair of shoes. I need to make sure that that birthday presents bought for the party on the weekend or, um, you know, keeping track of all the school things that are on. It's just like, forever and ever. Ever and ever, like cleaning the fridge, mopping the floor, like all them things that um, I just, sometimes I just think like how, how are people doing this? I oh, remember like, when I went back to work or well, every time I've tried to go back to like in inverted commas, like normal work, whatever, um, because I felt that expectation of society and I felt guilty and like I was you know not contributing which is also bullshit because of Mm. course I am um I just couldn't believe how hard it was to meet everyone's expectations and how unrealistic it was like because I was a midwife I was doing shift work but I had three small little kids one always every time I've been working I've still always been breastfeeding and yet not like having zero sleep going to work pretending that I'm this fresh faced have had eight hours sleep ready to go ready to meet everyone's needs on my feet with like no breaks no one gave a fuck that I was like a breastfeeding woman even though I worked in maternity I didn't get any special kind of like time to like pump if I needed to or make sure that I was eating enough um, and I just had to pretend that I didn't have kids at work and then I'll come home and it was like, I just had to fully show up and it was like, I hadn't just worked eight hours and it's just so unsustainable. And, but this is just the expectation. Like, and if you don't meet expect the expectations, like, especially like guessing like at the workforce, it's like, you're not seen as like a valuable employee and like you're. 
I just found that so full on to like get my head around. Like no one cared that I had just been breastfeeding all night a baby and then managed yeah. to still rock up and start my shift at 7am and like no one gave a fuck. And I think it's also really like it's quite heartbreaking actually like especially when I reflect on my especially my first birth where I just didn't like give that moment especially even that initial postpartum any reverence at all let alone you know six months 12 months two years down the track I mean it took me 18 months to even really fully connect with Luna after the birth that I had Um, but you know I went to work I went back to work so quickly because Um, there is this part of me as well that like, I like having something else other than just my role as a mother, because it fulfills me and makes me, it, it, um, yeah, it, it, it fulfills something within me that I just, I like the feeling of it and it helps me be a better mum. Um, but you know, that's why, you know, what we're doing right now with the sacred space really feels that. Whereas, mm, same. you know, yeah, but when I was, had Luna, you know, I went back to work as a, as a youth worker, like she was three months old. Um, I really didn't want to do that job. And the same as you, like I was breastfeeding mm. and pumping and it was almost a hindrance to people really like, oh, I mean, it's like they, like this moral thing of like, oh, we have to give her time because they actually did. But, you know, you just felt like, you know, it wasn't like really valued again or just, you know, go and do that and, you know, put your milk in the car or whatever, Um, Mm. you know. But I felt like too that I needed to contribute in that way and because that's just how I was raised. But how incredible if we did go back to like, a job that we loved and filled our cup and like, you know, we could still get some financial, you know, contribution for our own families from it. But our job really supported and valued and respected us as a mother as well. And like how we're kind of doing two jobs now. And I think that would just be such a game changer if, if motherhood was actually revered again, like even just breastfeeding, it's like such a full-time job. Oh my like God, totally. everyone's probably seen that meme going around. It come pops up every kind of couple of years of how many hours you put in breastfeeding a baby. And it's like mm. more than a full-time job. Um, and the fact that you're like building a really strong, like by breastfeeding our babies, obviously like, you know, not everyone can do it and I'm not, let's not go into that. But if you do choose to do it, it's, you are really like um, creating a huge commitment. It's a commitment. And you're also creating a healthy next generation of like, you know, you're giving Mm -hmm. your baby such good nutrition um, and mothering and being a connected parent is raising really beautiful grounded human beings that are going to exist on this planet. It's just the biggest, most important role that, like I just don't understand how people can be so flippant about it. And well, I think how it's much... a... sorry, keep going. No, 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 it's okay. It's I think it's just a direct, like also like the direct link how people just even just treat the earth though, really. And mm. you know, the fast the fast-paced lifestyle and how we really do not 
Like, you know, most people wake up in the morning straight on their phones, um, straight into it in a, quite an unconscious way. Whereas, I don't know, like <laughs> we really do forget to just slow down and like open our eyes and go and put our feet on the earth and just breathe for a second. Just, you know, tap into like our, our essence and who we are and our like you know, our wider connection to nature and our environment. And it's just so overlooked. And I just think that's really connected to the mothering mm. aspect of life as well and pregnancy. Just gets and bypassed, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it really does. Like as if, you know, oh, you know, that's just whatever. You just get on with it, get on with it. But like time is so fleeting. Like I just feel like the when we're intentional with everything that we do and we're slowing down life there's so much more quality in life and you know everything's a little bit more simplified and you know just that whole like brain fastness and fog and everything can slowly start to lift mm. because we've got I- it we do have enough of the to-do lists and the, the children and all of that like the last thing we need is you know, like the pressure, the pressures, there's so many pressures, there's so much pressure like mm. in this. It's it's a totally different generation that we're in than our parents, to be honest. It's an exciting time as well, like as much it as is. we still have so many of the, you know, the conditioning is still so present, but I feel like women are like waking up and demanding more and, and reclaiming themselves and their roles you know, as women in society. And um, when you mentioned um, how you chose to return back to work because it gave you kind of something, I just maybe, um, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, I love this account, trusting underscore birth. And they, love it. Did, they did you see their post today? Is the it's maiden actually, one? Yeah. You shared it on our page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely frothing on it I love it so basically in a nutshell go and check it out it's some really beautiful yeah insightful um words um but you know the first slide says we have an epidemic of mothers trying to be maidens um and because maidens are revered in our culture while mothers are rejected this is why most mothers are not making the complete transition from maiden to mother and it also is why a lot of women who I have, I've heard this story over and over, like especially first time, like with their first baby, first time mothers, um, they get really shocked at um, how invisible they suddenly feel. And so they choose to go back to work because yeah. at least there they're seen and they feel valued. Yeah. And they have an identity, which is so bullshit. But- it's it is, like- and I think it's 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 also like a um again back to the re- you know the relationship you have with the father as well, and what it's like within the home environment. I think that that plays a really big part in like the roles and how you communicate and the type of lifestyle that you have chosen and how like your like the connection between you and the partner plays a really big role in that and how he sees you and if you've communicated these things, do you know what I mean? Otherwise you can just, you do even feel unseen by him. Like you want to be desired as, you know, the 
the girls on Instagram with the bikinis and the nice boobs and the tight bum and I, mm. I totally get it or just even just like trying to remain like cool I know that like you know after I had Luna I was like I just felt super uncool yeah. <laughs> like irrelevant because you know I used to go to festivals and like you know gigs and you know go to Newtown and have a beer and all the rest of the stuff and I just felt so Mm, and I definitely will admit I tried to remain in that maiden for as long as I could until like yeah. it was just like you you can't to be honest like probably you know even up to being pregnant with Prim is when I really let it go when I was really yeah. like no this is not it's serving so me anymore. It's so powerful though when we do like commit to that transition from maiden to mother um mm. because there's a lot of power there um oh my god yeah we and we can't move through life staying in our maiden you just can't no um and you're missing out on a lot like a lot a lot yep. a lot like and it's yeah another another quote from this slide sorry to harp back to this but it was just so profound no, for me please. and said go, everything go, go. that I've been thinking yeah um yeah, it says crossing for fr- crossing the threshold from maiden to mother can be a dark and painful experience, usually because mm. we are not supported and guided by mature, wise women. Yes, yes. Most women oh abort the initiation and run back to maidenhood, pleading to be saved or rescued. This occurs often in birth and postpartum. And yes, ugh, like it's just so, I'm so excited that this feels, this conversation seems to be like trickling um out into the world and like more and more people are having this conversation um and this realization um about the importance of these rites of passage and that we do need these wise women to hold space for us um as new mamas and in our postpartum and have these yeah. beautiful loving nurturing hands guide us and reassure us that yes we feel tender and confused and blown out and we've shed a skin and a death has occurred and a rebirth has occurred but on the other side like it's fucking magic and like so much wisdom and insight and groundedness can be achieved there it's like you're really leveling up as a woman now you're no longer a girl a woman yeah that's there's actually been nothing more empowering in my life than stepping into motherhood nothing and it's also really beautiful to um you know even have that that uh, like gratitude for my own mum because you know she had me quite young like in her early 20s and had no support but you know she's always met my needs and um you know I haven't really gone into that a lot I know she didn't have much support but I haven't gone into that a lot with her like that transition but I know that she's in like heading into menopause now and it's just so like profound even having these, I, I, I'm just going to, I sent her something that Jane Hardwick Collins um, posted the other day because mum's like, you know, I think I'm just going to really lean into this, this moment of my life because I'm like, you seriously, this is such a powerful time for you, mum. Like you are the mm-hmm. queen, like the, yeah. um, you're the queen mama now. And I sent her, where is it? I just really want to find it. Um, anyway, I'll find it. But, yeah, she's, like, decided not to, like, take, like, all the 
hormone blockers and all the things that the doctor prescribes you to not feel them, you know, sensations and them hot and cold flushes. Cause you know, I've told her, I've took her to a circle like the autumn um, queen circle with Jane and, you know, mm. all these, all these um, things that happen within that time is necessary. It's just like, you know, even in pregnancy and stuff like all the hormones and all of them things that like, all complement each other and they're there for a reason to birth your baby and to prepare you for motherhood and all the rest of it and it's just really cool having these like seeing her just make oh here it is here jane wrote i didn't think there could possibly be anything more transformational more transformational than giving birth until i went through menopause Mm. and uh, it's really cool just watching my mum um go through this rite of passage and really like you can you can see because she's like opening herself up to it and leaning into it and leaning into the discomfort like she is really um shedding a skin and becoming very powerful her boundaries are really strong she's yeah she's a wise woman and like you know that's just another example of you know another rite of passage and the power of leaning into these phases of our lives, you know? Yes. We're not meant to be, yeah, when you're a maiden for the start of your evolution as woman and then um, then we become mothers. And, yeah, and through that I think is like um, that huge initiation and discomfort and then we become these wise women and again, it's like it's through definitely sitting in discomfort that we, um, you really can like dive to those depths and shed that skin, and you find the most potent wisdom, and you are able to transform. And it's also even the subject of martyrdom that we've been covering in our workshop, and you know that has been such a like a prominent thing for me to like go into because you know I grew up with a lot of women that you know it was like motherhood was like a form of suffering like oh fucking kids fucking kids and you know what we all do it and I think Mm. that that's okay to have that like like that you know group of friends and who we talk to the realities of it are fucking hard and we just want to fucking break and it just feels sometimes like we're slogging it out but um, something really beautiful for me was lean, like leaning so much into motherhood and not having expectations of it or trying to be perfect and knowing that you go, you can go to the fucking depths of yourself with this. It can bring up childhood stuff. I mean, that is the work, isn't it? Like the hard times and getting mm. through it. It's not like having like, you know, the best, you know, your kids having the best clothes or like, um like I bought this ridiculous fucking baby cutlery set the other day and I just thought I was killing it. And when I unwrapped it and gave it to her, I'm like, wow, that's so ridiculous, that thing. But, you know, like. <laughs> it's so like, cute, but it's so tiny goddamn. knife and fork. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just leaning into that. And, you know, I found myself sometimes feeling really guilty around other mums when I am saying how great motherhood is because there is like this fine line where Instagram can be a bit of an illusion. People put their highlights up there. They can make, you know, people are selling shit. People are 
um, wanting to make their lives look a certain way. And I get it. Like, I get it. It's like a vision board. It's like a place to express who we are and a place to manifest. And it's really cool. But on the dark side of that, like there are mums at home that their only like form of connection is through Instagram and looking at all these other lives and then comparing themselves, you know? Mm. So it's like, um, I do find at times, like I, um, don't tend to like talk motherhood up too much to not trigger people but then I'm like no but I want people to know that it is really beautiful yes it's just that balance of having the expectation that it is hard like Mm. it is so hard that's why I always go in this really deep thought with motherhood where you know there's 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 maidens out there that you know you start to get to that place where you want to have babies and that yearn I mean that yearn can come very young even of like babies and you know you got like bloody Kim Kardashian and stuff that just make it look so easeful and like they're like our kids are like accessories and we can dress them up and dress them however we want and they're cute and all the rest of it but like you know you have that baby and you're so raw and it's honestly motherhood and parenthood is oh my god it's another dimension hey it really is like you're it's yeah. uh, it's until you're there and until and unless and if you haven't prepared yourself I mean you can't fully be prepared but like just having that awareness and like you said like the wise women and stuff like that mm. and role models well and that, well, that it's such a a funny place right now where it's like yeah motherhood isn't meant to be as hard as it is because we're existing in a world that doesn't support mothers where we don't have community we're all isolated in our little boxes alone with our kids Mm. trying to meet all of everyone's needs having no validation no respect no value placed upon us in this role as mother however it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess, when we get stuck in that loop as well of like mm. um, making it hard, it's hard, mm. rah, rah, rah. So it's like this funny place where it is actually fucking hard. <laughs> but how do we yep. how do we evolve from this place and demand better and demand yep. those wise women and more support community so we can come back to the joy that is being a mother as well. Because obviously every mom, there is some element of joy. Like we all love our kids. Absolutely. And um, it can be just so much better. Like this is just a very, we're living in a very unsustainable, unrealistic sphere right now to mother in like this the world that we're in is is working against us the same way that it works against physiological birth it's not a real in, um, representation right. of what this should look like um but I think I guess it's our mm-hmm. job to rise up to to cross over that threshold from maiden to mother take up space and we can rewrite this story and use our voice I think we already are we are yeah yeah like we're we're part of the pioneers that are coming like through again that are like um you know not really getting swept up too much in 
like, I mean, you, there's so many different archetypes as women and I so see that and not everyone wants kids and like, there's a big, there's a big old world out there, but like, I am really proud to be part of that um, movement of like, well, for one, like leaning into motherhood and um, the rites of passage as a woman and taking that back and, you know, connecting with nature and also like being proud to be a woman that just likes to be in her feminine and stay soft Mm. and vulnerable and um, in service but also, um, you know, just resting and... um, flowy and not having to be like have a front and like work and um mm. keep up or with the boys and- in a way that's our way which yeah, well, I think it. both of us have really I'm so proud of both of us by the way because <laughs> we too we've just Me like too. it takes a lot of courage like I was definitely in a the victim mentality I wanted someone to save mm-hmm. me from this like situation I found myself in and I felt so sorry for myself blaming everybody and like why couldn't I work in a way that made me still be able to be a mother and not it felt so one or the other and and fill my cup and you know pursue my passions but still be with my kids and it it meant that I had to like fully let go of like my job and my registration and take that leap of faith and then Mm. be like, I'm actually going to build something for myself, for us so that we can Mm -hmm. build the life we want. And it really has actually has shifted my whole mentality around mothering and yeah, like I don't allow myself to go that victim, um, that state of victimhood as much anymore because Mm. I'm really like stepping into my power and it's been such a transformational time. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. I just, um, I don't know, like I've just actually lost my train of thought then. I was just so captivated by what you were saying. Now, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's like we do, we create out the lives that we want, which to me, it has been like a scary concept, I guess, because I was always scared I was always going to fail or um, someone was always going to be better than me. But it's like, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. And I was also in very much of a victim mindset and, you know, also just relying on my parents a lot for a long time of their approval. And even just like, um, you know, cutting the umbilical cord as one would say but I'm also still very close to my parents and really just stepping into my own and stepping into myself and the first part step of that for me was stepping into this community that we're in um, was one of the first steps because you know even in our school um, community it's really great being around people that are on our wavelength and that think like us and that have that awareness around life it's really important to surround yourself with people that, you know, are that bring out the best in you and that accept you and um, celebrate and validate you. I think that is really important because that's your environment and that really can have a really big impact. And then, you know, that also goes back into your home. 
because you know even when we've got the village and the community I don't know sometimes I do think about this whether it's like a trauma response or what it is because I still like to isolate myself a fair bit even with a community out there going I want to help I want to help but I'm like no I just leave me alone for a bit and then I'll come out so it's like I know the value of community and but also I do like to you know come back to myself a lot and just shut everyone out for a little bit until I have my batteries charged as well even though I will be sitting in here like I need some fucking help (laughs) but I also just you know it's just that dance of like I don't really want anyone else in here but really I sort of do um but it's more that mother energy of just like you go rest like I don't want to hear anyone else's what anyone else is going through or I don't want to I just want to rest and have you know a nice you know, I saw like nobody makes my mum my bed like my mum makes my bed. <laughs> you know? But yeah. just having that energy around and just so I can rest and then without mm. judgment too, you know, like and just being like so I can recharge and then I can go out and socialize and be a like part of my community and um, you know, play that role or whatever. But you know, there's that rest is so important, I reckon, just so you can be in touch with your own spirit and your own energy and how you want to parent and show up and be and achieve and all the rest of it, you know? Mm, Yeah, well, if we did live like in, you know, how we used to live, it would be that um, someone would just take all the kids, you know, it'd be like, yeah, and that it'll be their turn, and a group of the women or men and women would go take the kids out, and then you would have that time of like rest and like yep. silence, and have time just to sit yep. with you, yourself and your thoughts. It wouldn't be the way that we do community now is so it's so different. It's not as easeful and integrated. So it does sometimes yeah, feel like right. a bit exhausting to um access that even if people are offering it it's still like it's a bit taxing in a way um yeah 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 it's that's not why just I'm like, like I'm always wondering if it's yeah yeah if it's like uh, I just want to be left alone but then I'm stuck in four wars with my like in my house with all of my kids running loose and I'm like oh my god fucking mm. hell um yeah but yeah like it would also be nice for someone to just come and take the kids but then everybody wants a break you know but then like I guess if we all lived together in like community in like a close-knit way like we had little huts all next to each other it would be just a lot you know even like in the 1950s or 60s and kids used to play on the street together yeah you know yes and it's it's that it's like that your kids will go outside and have people like other children to play with and there's that freedom and that it's fluid and it's just natural and organically kind of happens it's very, it's it's not- very different now though hey really when you think about it because I, I like my friend and I were talking about this the other night where we were always out on the street actually when I think about it we're always playing up in the back paddock behind our house um but it's just not really the same anymore. Like, as I was saying to you before we jumped on this podcast, like my kids went and took the dog for a walk and, um, you know, there's just this element of like, I don't really want you to go out there by yourself. 
you know, it's not as free mm. at all. It's really not because you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if it's what, like, the energy's changed because you just think, oh, my God, there's just a bit of fear um, surrounding all of that with, I don't know if it's, like, through our media or what, but, you know, you get them, um, them what do they call Intrusive thoughts of, like, oh, God, you know. Yeah, well, it's, and it's also not normal like as normal now to let our kids do that and I guess there'd be a lot back in the day there'd be a, there'd be a few people on the, like adults on the streets like keeping an eye keeping tabs I don't know there'd be more kids it's a whole other thing now it's living a whole yeah. new world <laughs> like you don't really even know all your neighbors now really mm, totally so you know circling like back not- Oh, sorry. You finished that. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Uh, I was go, just going to say, because we started, because we started this conversation um, kind of touching in with how you were feeling, like being, you know, in almost 12 months postpartum. And I thought, yeah, it might be nice to circle back and just be like, yeah, talk yeah. about your experience yeah. and how you're feeling and what kind of things like how, yeah, how ideally would you, I don't know. It's so hard, isn't it? This question, but like, it's so, it's, it's really layered because it's like, mm. I can't, it's like almost like you can't even intellectualize it or speak it. It's like a feeling. Cause it's, um, I just feel, how do I feel like she's just laying on me right now asleep, just fully just tapped out. Like, so much has come up, especially the last month. Like I've basically been in hermit mode now for about two weeks where I've had to just say to people, no, I can't catch up. I can't come and just have a quick coffee because it actually throws my whole fucking day out. Like I just need to stay home and ground in and, I don't know, create some type of routine or um, because I'm just so frazzled. Uh, even just putting her in the car seat and taking her out of the car seat and just like then the nappy needs to be changed and then oh my god it's just so absolutely so it feels so hectic like just it I'm just it just feels exhausting like even last night I'm like I'm craving you know just to sleep and she's like constantly on my boob like and that's another thing, like, I, you just forget too, like, with breastfeeding, like, the demand, like, feeding is, it's a huge commitment. It's a huge, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, I embrace it. And I just, it's such a beautiful part of motherhood and, you know, these first couple of years. But at the same time, I just want my body back, you know, and I just like, fuck off, like, get off me. Like, just leave me alone. And then my hair gets pulled and I'm just like, oh, my. But then at the same time, just totally loving it and then just feeling like, you know, even sometimes people are like, you know, it's okay, like I understand. And I'm like, but do you? Like, do you get it? Like I just, you know, we, you and I were talking about that the other day where it's just like do people, because you, you do tend to forget um, yeah. these this first year. And, like, I mean, even just an eight-year-old, I mean, she's amazing. She helps so much, but her like she's just reached this other level in itself with her emotions and her 
stepping into her like autonomy and you know who she is and she's changing and I'm like holy fucking shit people need to know this more like people need to know that these babies grow up man and they like it's so cliche the whole slamming the door in the face thing but that happens and your kids Mm. tell you they hate you and um it triggers off so much inner child stuff that you're not even aware of um where you think like and I'm someone that's done a lot of like work per se and inner stuff and I always like to dive deep in them realms but nothing prepares me for these moments sometimes and I'm just sitting there just fucking and then like you know lashing out at some points of like screaming and then feeling guilty and just being like fuck me and then on top of that you've got you know a relationship that you're got to nurture um and you know they go out and provide and come home and you know (laughs) want dinner on the table or whatever or you know some degree of you know structure in the home because you know something because you've got to work together but it's like who's more tired who does more um and it's just like you just start to feel really resentful the sex goes the you know there's that you know like it's and another thing too like I love exercising it's something that really anchors me and grounds me in and gives me a lot of energy and I've noticed with this third pregnancy like you know I I I always do these little apps like 12-week challenges or whatever and usually I would really like my body becomes quite strong quite quickly and um I'll fit into old clothes. Like I'm not saying that, you know, bouncing back or anything like that. I just, just really like a part of who I am. I just value my health and my agility in my body. Like I really value that as a woman. And um, I've just noticed this time it is not the same as my other two pregnancies in the slightest way. And that had me a bit like down because it's like almost like facing them um them like like where a- I'm aging I'm getting older um again I just don't feel valued or seen but then I have to always bring myself full circle like I've never breastfed this long before you know I've never been this um surrendered into motherhood like how beautiful this is not going to last like who cares if I'm not my body's not is is different. Like I feel good. That's should that's all that mm. should matter. But it's still okay to like be real about it and honest and like if it brings totally. Stuff up. And I think totally. Again, that's part of you know we are postpartum forever because whether your body mm. in inverted commas bounces back or not, it doesn't ever completely go back to the body that you had as a maiden because you've birthed life. <laughs> And um, it's like as everything is in femininity, so multifaceted and layered, um, it's like that dance between being soft and leaning in and still loving your body in all of its um, different. I've just got another child walking. Yes. And And a dog. And a dog, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, like loving yourself in, in everything that you are and respecting your body for what it has done. Um, but also it's okay to 
want to strengthen it and to have insecurity or just it's like it's just just being like a human being you know like there's no one way it's like this constant um I've totally gotten thrown by this child walking into the bedroom um yeah I don't know I just because I just think like I know my body's changed in so many ways and I do find it really liberating and nice to be able to just acknowledge that and just be like this is upsetting me but I still love and respect my body if that makes sense but I still want to strengthen it so I can feel good and it's like this yeah again that dance that conversation just being truthful just being who we are um yeah (laughs) yeah I um now I've got my baby yeah I just um for me it's not like bouncing back like as in losing weight it's more bouncing back to yeah feeling strong and in my body because when I'm in my body I feel um really anchored and I feel balanced but like you know I've been finding all these really cool like to be honest like motherhood for me is the most it's just that polarity isn't it it's so exhausting but it's and and all the rest of it but honestly Mm. like it could make it could bring me to tears Mm. um in saying that it's just been the most life it's been the best thing that has ever happened to me and sometimes all you need to say is like like I'm so tired like I'm so tired and mm. touched out but I and you, and you just want someone to see you in that and be like wow you're doing such an amazing job like breastfeeding yes. your baby on demand yes. I so see you it doesn't like but I feel yeah. like people are so quick to fix now where they're like um where they're like okay well maybe you should like do sleep training or maybe you should stop breastfeeding and it's oh. like that's not what I need I actually just need to be seen And I need to be able to just, yeah, be seen in the reality of motherhood. Not fixed. Not fixed and just held. And the same way, like when we're in labor, when we get to the end, a lot of women in transition say, I can't do this anymore. But we actually know Mm. we can, but we want it. But it's like just being able to express. Yes, I I know what you're going to say. Yes, yes. I love when you say this. It's so comforting. Please just say it. Sorry, I got it in. <laughs> now I don't like, even know if I'm what I'm going to say. I melt. <laughs> well, like, you no, know. No, it is. I, I just I, melted. I can't I was like... do this anymore. And it's like, but you are doing it. Look what you're doing. You can do it. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. and that's all you need is that reassurance and that wise woman or that sister to just walk beside you, um, you know, in this journey that is, so immense and so big and you're constantly spiraling and walking this labyrinth through motherhood going deeper and deeper as our babies grow bigger as we grow older um yeah but again it's the mother energy like that you saying like you are doing this you just want somebody to give you some type of like words of affirmation some warmth and that's mother energy we all love our mother we all crave the mother energy which is again it's so bizarre that we don't value it like above everything else because imagine what like how society and earth would be like imagine how it would be like it's just so 
it's so like it's so simple yet it's so not in this society Mm. and that we don't need to put on a happy face so we don't need to live this one-dimensional like existence it's like we're allowed to be all of the things at once you're allowed to feel touched out and angry a baby but also freaking love your baby and love breastfeeding and not want to change that and again it's like the you've it's like the dance like the polarities because it's like we don't want to be the mum where we're masking things and being like everything is fine yeah you know I've got the best Tupperware you know the Stepford wife like yes okay no worries I bake cookies and I blah 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 to the mum that like I fucking hate this shit like I want to be a maiden again. Like it's just, it's just awareness, isn't it? Really. And oops, hold on. Yeah, it's just awareness and um, being devoted, like the devote, the de- being devoted and committed to the journey, and not mm. have like these expectations of like. Sorry if you can see my tit just. <laughs> Chrissy's got the best rack. <laughs> Um, but like even right now honestly my nipples are mm. so fucking sore because she's got teeth she is like biting the fuck out of them all night like she's it's her her, um suckle at the moment feels like a newborn like you know when it's just really like like really tight and Mm. then she she bites and then she's like won't let me cut her nails or bite them so she's scratching me as she's biting because she's like teething and she's uncomfortable and it's like like I'm just this this mountain like like that's got to stay anchored in for her and hold these big feelings and like her just it's so weird like I look at her and I'm like just this little tiny person like it's so much work (laughs) Yeah, motherhood is so big Um, and this is why it's okay to have like all the spectrum of feelings and emotions. Yes. Like we need to just normalise that, you know, like that you can feel it all at once. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's really important to also allow yourself to go where you need to go with how you're feeling because it means that you can get to the other side of it and then come back to the gratitude and like you're clearing it and you're also being gentle on yourself and recognizing what an immense job it is mm. and not trying to minimize it and not trying to, yeah, be, just slap on a happy face or, 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 you know, or stay, or I think also, I think that makes it worse. I think you then end up staying in a negative headspace really, if you're trying to be super positive all the time, because yes. it's the high vibe shit. Yeah. It's important to go there, to, like, you know, as the moon ebbs and ebbs and flows, mm. we and our menstrual cycles, like our emotions do as well. Things come up and we and we feel shit for like a couple of days. And then we sit in it and we clear it and we cry, rage, feel it out, and then we can come back up for air. And it's like it's necessary. This is the human experience. Because postpartum is forever. Like it just like it just transitions into the next phase because then they're five. And like, you know, even just with my son, like I remember him turning four and someone's like, oh, you know, when they're four, that, that's, a, that's what happens. They get this surge of testosterone yeah. and all this stuff. I'm like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck is this shit? He is absolutely insane. And then my yeah. daughter is slamming um, 
doors in my face and some people were like, oh, well, wait till they turn 12 or wait till they get to their tweens or wait till they get. And then I remember when I was at fucking 15, I was like a fucking menace to society. I'm like, it actually never ends. And then they're going to get their license and then we're going to freak the fuck out when they're driving around on their peas yeah. and then they're going to go to parties and then they're going to go overseas and then they're going to have their <laughs> own families and then we're going to be grandmothers. It's like never ending. Postpartum is fucking forever and it's absolutely beautiful yeah. and glorious but also extremely terrifying. Yeah, it is weird how we have this, like we we love to compartmentalise everything. Like, like you have a baby and then they're not a baby anymore and then they go to school and then it's almost like well that's the end of that chapter so now you're just your normal self again you can go back to work and do life and whatever and it's like it doesn't work that way you have kids forever and, forever. Your, body, and your body is changed forever and your mind is mm-hmm. changed forever and you and you are a different person forever it's like it's, and it's, then you think it, about how yeah. much we rely on our mums and what our, like what your mum to you, like we turn to our mums. So we've got to be like on our game. We are literally raising human beings to yeah. be able to navigate themselves in this world through social media, through communities, through like like different types of people to have like discernment, to have love, to be able to like like regulate their mental health so they're not like so they're living a good quality life this is a fucking big job I'm actually like Mm. clicking again and being like whoa we've got a big job like we need drones god damn it but society almost expect it's like you get to be a mum or a dad or like whatever for such a short amount of time such Mm. a short amount of time and even a shorter amount of time for women to like recover from birth Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then you need to get back to the grind. It's like, yeah, but it's like, no, it, it's like, once you have children, everything is different and there mm. needs to be integration. It's like, even the fact that our partners leave us mm-hmm. and go and work away from the family unit for eight to 12 hours a day, they miss out on being with their babies. Like our, totally. our children aren't having a father figure around integrated into day-to-day life moments. And then we are left isolated holding down the fort. And at the end of the day, everyone's exhausted. It's like we it's this very unsustainable life we live in. And, and again, like this is something that I'm just, I'm done with. Like I'm ready to evolve now. Yep. <laughs> like or, or go back to grassroots really. It's like we need to work and live simultaneously in and integrate family life everything needs to just integrate it's not yep. it's separate thing where it's like 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 the stay-at-home mums in one in one like compartment and then the the dad goes and like earns the money in another like compartment and then or whatever it's like or like the mum goes away to work from her children. Someone else looks after her children. Then she comes home and then she has to fully meet all their needs and be a full attentive parent. It's not sustainable what we're doing. And everyone is burnt out. And this is why we have so many problems in our world right now and so many messed up people who are lost and struggling mentally and have lost have no like yeah they're just lost they have no sense of purpose or direction and it's like because it all just does come back to birth and how 
mm. how they were born and how they were mothered in their early years and on and on and on. And but it really is. their own rites of passage. Mm. You're always like, okay, this behaviour, what you're like displaying right now or um, what you're going through now, we always go back to the childhood. What happened? Where were you? What was your mum doing? What was your dad doing? How was your relationship with them? Like it's so fucking wild really, isn't it? Like let's get it right for God's sake, which is what we're doing. Like, you know what, I feel like that's what makes me, really feel good um is that we you know we're so passionate the both of us and we really are in something that's making a difference and i know that we <gasps> are um just by the energy <laughs> we're bringing, agrees. yeah yeah and i was like you know i remember thinking these same things when river my son my middle child was like one and you know we were down south on this little farm and i i felt like i needed I needed to feel understood, like I needed a little community to help me work shit out and regulate. And that's actually when I found the Reconnected with Eleanor and Emma, um, which, again, what they're doing I just think is life-changing. I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. I think that's that helps so many women just feel seen, feel held, feel like there's mm. resources there to be able to tap, tap back into something that we've truly lost and um, yeah. you know, I think that women are both really super inspirational for just taking that leap and leading the way for us because um, it's definitely needed and we got to keep going. Yeah, we just need some anchoring in point, like, and just coming back to being present. And as you were saying, you know, earlier on, just the simple things like, going outside and grounding your feet on the earth and coming back to the breath. And we live in such a fast paced society and we are so disembodied and lost touch with our own like common sense and instincts as well, which is so, so wild. (laughs) Um, And a lot of this stuff that we've been talking about today is what needs to change is like how many moons ago we just did exist and it is common sense and it just is supportive of the whole continuum of like existence and life and um the way we're doing how life is like it's so (laughs) it makes me laugh but it's like so amazing but it also makes me laugh that we're like we have labeled like we there's workshops and training and practices it's called breath work it's like we're fucking (laughs) conscious breathing like what the fuck we've lost touch yes we have to be taught how to do so many things as human beings like coming back like even like you know going like out and putting our feet on the ground or our womb work or even sitting in circle, like, you know, we sit in circle and we have our women's circles and it's like we actually have to teach this and, like, think of ways, like, on our Instagram, you know, when we communicate, like, how are we going to teach this because we already feel it and we have this deep knowing. Um, and it's like, but how do we get this across where it's going to be received, you know, without it sounding woo-woo or, like, mm. um, like what the fuck are these chicks doing? Like, But really it's just how we used to always share just, and it live. is and it's like a feeling yeah. like I, I remember when I did the four seasons and did that whole year and I'm like I something was activated within me um where I 
you know, that feeling of being supported and seen and um, the space to express even just the dark side of myself or the shame and all of these things just as a human. Even like, you know, I'm seeing lots of like people like talking about movement and dance and like, like there's like courses on it and stuff and it's just so like it's it's great don't get me wrong it's cool but it's like wow like this is where we're at yeah we're so we're so separated from how we used to just move through life naturally and it would be like so normal and organic and natural <laughs> and now we need to be retaught how to move our bodies and breathe and connect with one another and but again like like if the, that all of those things solve the problems that we are feeling as mothers, like sitting in circle and just being seen and being able to share and how like, that's all we, we need. Like all women crave understanding how our bodies work, which is so another wild thing, how we women don't even really understand their anatomy or their menstrual cycles or um, like, you know, it's just such a a physiological birth and these rites of passage that are being ignored and not, not, we're not anchored Women getting their period as well. Like we are just, we're just flying blind and we've, we've Mm. switched off and we're very unconscious. And it's like, it's like, we're just, we're craving more, but we don't know why or how or where to access it. And then it's like, but if we come back to these basic, basic things Mm. you'll find that you you are more present in your day-to-day life and that you feel more fulfilled and um I wonder how many people can sit there like like because I know a lot of people that can't do this where where they're alone they can't be alone or just sitting there like that because that's what breath work does too when you start to breathe for like a good like five minutes even without any distraction with some music on fuck some emotion comes up mm-hmm. so like imagine all these people walking around with so many blocked emotions it's like what i said to my dad like not that long ago i'm like dad fuck man like go out and put your like i made him do it like go out and put your feet on the earth like just when you wake up like 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 t- get in touch with your soul like your spirit he's like mm. yeah like i mean kudos to him he got up and he did it but like he sat on the chair with his feet on the grass while he was on the phone on Instagram and I was like man just it's a start okay it's a start but it's sort of defeating the purpose get the fuck off the phone talk to the trees god damn it yeah we're so good at distracting ourselves and numbing ourselves out um yeah we really are it's it takes a while to kind of regulate your nervous system enough to slow it down and be okay with like um be prepared what will come up Mm -hmm. like because shit will come up that you just don't and it's it can be painful and overwhelming and yeah you feel so vulnerable and like exposed and raw and then you like don't know who to ask for help and because who's going to understand and Mm. it's actually a really beautiful time in history as well hey because we are there's things are happening like you know there's a lot of fucking cold water plunges happening at the moment on Instagram yeah (laughs) but you know it's like it's normalizing it but it's how cool is it people are getting in their bodies yeah I think it's really good I think it, it 
with any change, it has to go a bit extreme at the start <laughs> to make that change. And like as human beings, I think we're like, we get to that like brink, don't we? And then we go, whoop, the other way. Yes. <laughs> and um, then hopefully it would kind of reach a middle ground and um but it is it is a weird time of us all awakening and relearning a lot of basic skills and um how to regulate our nervous systems and be in our bodies more and use our voice and reclaim our power as sovereign beings and not just be a number in the system a cog in the machine it's like I've got goosebumps I love when you talk like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like it's like I think the things that yeah like this this the topic of of this podcast was we started off with it being postpartum is forever now I've branched off in so many ways but it's all interconnected and yes I think it's like if we recognize and value the progression through life these rites of passages um and that life yeah is like such a multi-dimensional thing and that we're, we're never going to be the same person that we were like even yesterday like and embrace that and be mm. in the moment and allow ourselves to be human and to just ugh, live this human life like it's just going to change so much and it will change what motherhood and postpartum and all of these you know these parts of life are because more value and meaning will be drawn to them naturally Mm. by us being more conscious if Mm -hmm. any of that even made sense I don't know but it's like complete sense that was beautiful um yeah I just I'm just I'm just so curious to see how from this point forward yeah how how human beings are gonna um evolve keep evolving keep or unevolve I don't even know we think we're so evolved now but really I feel like we've gone backwards um it's just the pendulum like we're just trying to find the balance again like we're just trying to I think it's just like this crazy world that we're in like we just we're on a fucking ride we're in a simulation or a game or or we're in something but it's like it's I don't know. I, I know that one thing with like motherhood and this awakening, like everyone's like, oh, like enough with the whole awakening thing, but it is an awakening. And I, I'm yeah. so grateful to be, be here and to be able to experience this and everything that I have been through in my life since I was a, a small child makes so much sense to have to have prepared me for this moment and be like, you know, people like us are needed. Where like the heart-centered, um, connected folk are needed, and I was I was reading this thing the other day that I might share that you know, back in the day the people that were connected um, naturally to the earth's ryth- rhythms and to um, nature and into ourselves were really like there was so much reverence for the, those people. And Mm. I think through COVID was like a massive eye-opener to me that I was like, oh, my God, not everyone thinks like me. There are some people that just look at data and numbers and evidence-based practice. Like I, yeah, okay, of course, like there's an element of that 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 it's important and people need them tangible results and all the rest of it. But that's not how I see the world. That's not how I 
that's mm. I see things that other people don't see. Yeah. And that was really confronting for me because it brought up things for me that was like I was, again, like I felt alienated or I felt weird and different. And like, you know, growing up, you never wanted to feel like that. You just wanted to fit in. So you didn't, um, you didn't draw too much attention to yourself of being the different one. But now it's like the more different I am, the better. And you will find your people. Um, and there's so many people coming on board with this awakening now, like so many people are connecting in and mm. wanting more and sick of feeling a certain way and wanting to just, you know, and I guess too, like, you know, when COVID started as well, it's like we, I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was so angry. But now it's like, for me, I just lead the way in how I live my life mm-hmm. and what we're, what we're providing with the sacred space and what we're offering and and allowing a different way of life it's it takes a lot of courage to do something different but it by by living your truth it gives others permission to do the same totally um yeah i've been like just um i read yeah i reflecting back on what you just said then um about I guess like, yeah, we over intellectualize things so much and we need everything to be in a textbook and we've lost um, the ability to place importance and weight on how we instinctively feel about things. And mm-hmm. I've been reading um, um, uh, Rachel Reed's Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage. Mm. Have you got that and book? I just got it. Yes. Oh my so God, I'll, I'll pass it to you after. But <laughs> I promise I'll look after this one better. The first the first section is like um just sort of outlining her story so Mm. obviously we live in a male dominated world so it's his story based on the male interpretation of the story but it's like her story and Mm. um speaking about how birth used to look with Mm. these wise women who just they just instinctively knew things and they had herbs and they had tinctures and they had skills they learned along the way and it was so humble and organic and beautiful their knowledge and then how it just slowly slowly like those skills got lost to the need of men to control the birth space and then need yes they needed things to be in a book and on a graph and because that's how how men think and how these women, they operated in a whole other way. There was no way to convey their knowledge into text because mm. it was such an ingrained, like intuitive, spiritual way that they were operating, like a whole other level dimension. Like there was just no way to, to yeah. And oh, I've actually gotten really emotional reading this book because... It just because like it's just been going on for so long um, and the control over the birth space and um, just just the fact that you can't ever water down like you can't water birth down into a textbook and minimize it into a textbook and it's just not serving women to also operate and work from that place. Like you need women Mm. who are um plugged into something more and operating from their heart space and their instincts and um as well and um 
I mean, I, we, we also spoke a little bit about this in one of our podcasts um, back with um, Sarah, who's this beautiful mm. midwife. I think it was, I can't remember what episode it was now, maybe episode four, um, and how she she feels the same way. It was like, but I but I don't see the world that way. But you're asking me yeah. to like just, I need to like minimise it down into like a textbook and and how I felt that way going into uni and you felt that same way. Um, but I do think we have come to a place of like height, like the height of over intellect, like we just intellectualize everything, everything. And it's become a very cold um, place. And a lot of people now, because we are at that extreme of the spectrum, it's like people are like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Like this feels, this actually does feel really wrong. Um, yeah. And yeah, a lot of people now are seeking out more human, human care and human connection, and which is, which again, I think is like such a cool place to be at. Um, oh my god, I just had this moment based. far out. Like I went to a wedding a couple of years ago. This is before I fell pregnant with Prim, and uh, because I've always been such quite a deep person. And it was this big fancy wedding. Everyone was pissed. And I got quite pissed myself actually back then. Not anymore, but <laughs> I did back then. And I, I remember like everyone was like, you know, out the back. It was like sort of the early hours in the morning. And I <laughs> was that person that like was like, you know, what do you, what do you want from life? Like I started asking the deep questions because that's actually who I am at my core. And um, the next day, like, we went and had breakfast and everyone was laughing at me, like, oh, how much shit do you talk? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt so much shame around that. But now I'm like, how much shit do you talk? Like, yeah, I think, you know, I, that was just like, I think of that often. And, you know, I, I felt so sad on the way home that day, just going, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm so embarrassing. Like, but it's only because these questions made them feel uncomfortable. You know, they just wanted to keep on you know, you know, whatever, just who wants to go there? I mean, you don't have to go deep all the time, but I guess that was a moment for me where I was like, I'm just over this. Like, can we just talk about something with some depth? Like, yeah. Well, people Um, just like get so confronted by that rawness and that, and that simple question. Cause as yeah, we've been saying, like, we're so good, like good at distracting ourselves, living in this really fast paced world where we're, just so disconnected and unconscious Mm. and people like feel like they'll just make fun of that because they don't even know how to answer that question but I'm the same I've always asked those deep questions and I'm just like can we just keep it real can we cut the bullshit like (laughs) and I think yeah we're slowly getting to a better place where people are recognizing that didn't someone say that to you once like like no name names here but we were we were somewhere once and like someone said like oh so did you like eat your placenta like it was something random because they didn't know how to have that conversation with you or remember we were I I feel like I've had this conversation a lot of times with people and I'm always just very blunt and upfront yeah yeah I remember you just looking at me like with this eye roll like fuck (laughs) off like honestly like (laughs) I just don't have time for that stuff though and it's just like yeah I did eat my placenta what of it? Fucking oath. Yeah. It's it's so so much. Like I just think, you know, this is again coming back to like the awakening or whatever, but 
you know, especially in COVID and stuff, like I lost so many friends in that period and I don't miss them (laughs) because there was, you know, I could not be my full self around them. I would actually get ridiculed or like eye rolled or like, oh God. And then I would try to have these deep conversations and it would almost just get like shafted to the side, like, oh my God, Christy, not this shit again. And it's like, but I actually just now am surrounded by so many deep people where I can be like, I mean, I was talking to like Jem the other day on the phone. She's like, how are you, babe? And I'm like, oh, I'm just having a bit of an existential crisis at the moment. You know, time, time is fleeting. It's going so fast. Everyone I love is dying. And, and she's like, I see you. I get it. And I'm like, Fuck, I love this community. Yeah. And that's all we need at the end of the day. It's like just dropping all the bullshit. And I think a lot of the problems will resolve themselves, to be honest. It's like. But they're not going too far. Like the other way where it just gets so spiritual that it's just bypassing that you're actually just living in another well, yeah. fucking dimension, you know? Yeah, there's definitely. You know, the, you know, the spiritual like new age gurus where it's just like, okay, all right. Just, just... be a bit human, please. But that's not <laughs> so well. that's not being human. That's like yeah, getting wrapped up in something else, to, another form of escapism, I feel. Um, it's, oh, yeah. It's, um, you know, like birth is gritty and raw and life mm. is gritty and raw and so is death. It's like this is the human experience. Totally. And I think the, the sooner that we grapple with that reality, the better our lives on this planet will be. It's like we're just wanting it to be ah, this like shiny, perfect thing. And it's where as humans we're inherently flawed, so it's just like actually never going to be that. And um. <laughs> Totally. Sorry to burst your bubble. It's just like yes. it's just like how do we learn these like ways to ground ourselves in and be okay with the discomfort and the highs and the lows and the in between and and yeah anchor ourselves in and be in our bodies and um it's just more the tools. It's like if we if we have tools, then we're like we can we can move through anything. Fully, I love that so much. I love that you brought up death as well because. Yeah, I just finished listening to this podcast, actually. I think I sent it to you where she was, like, talking about her her death experience. Like, she had, like, a near-death experience. I think she was dead for, like, bloody an hour or something. And she talks about her, like, afterlife experience. And to be honest, like, it was just really beautiful and comforting to listen to, hey. Because I know yeah. that it's just, you know, it, it just really was and that we're so scared of death and crossing over. But, again, it's just like birth where you know it's a scary thought and there's so much fear and we need support and we need a, you know help on that journey and it's an initiation and it's a rite of passage but on the other side of that oh my god I'm going to get choked up I can't even I'm thinking of my pop but it's like yeah I just love just having that thought and just leaning into that uncomfortableness because even as a mm. child I had no one to talk to about that and I used to think of the depths of you know death and birth and life and you know feelings and I just didn't know where to turn and that's Mm. you know I turned in I let it all out in toxic ways of drugs and alcohol and like risk-taking behavior but I mean it's just yeah because we don't have the tools like we've got nothing to anchor ourselves in in like being in the 
because it's such an immense place to sit in same as motherhood <laughs> like you know fully birth, yes. all the things like watching these little people grow before our very eyes mm. um and it can feel so overwhelming like yesterday on our one-on-one call um we were talking a lot about mother grief and how that can feel mm. so overwhelming i oh mean like these God. are all we, we need podcasts on all these topics just we do singularly we do. but um but like but it's like if you can sit like it's like mother grief can feel so sad and overwhelming and immense Mm. and like what the f am i feeling right now and then i when we feel like that with death or with any of the things it's like we then just go into leaving our bodies distracting ourselves toxic behavior because we don't have the tools but if we have tools to anchor ourselves in and normalize it sit in the discomfort, find the medicine, just this is a human experience and this is what it's meant to be. Um, that's how we can support ourselves and that is what I truly believe, yeah, is is really missing in um, our human life at the moment. You know, those rites of passage just aren't there. These wise women and men aren't there. Um, we're just constantly trying to stay in our maiden and our and men just staying boys <laughs> it's yeah. like how do we evolve how do we step it up like and step into mm. our power as men and women and reclaim well, it's happening it's happening yeah it's happening it really is it is it's happening it's it's slowly it's got to happen slowly otherwise people yeah. just have a heart attack <laughs> I have a lot of faith though for like our babies like like I remember yeah. when I first had Noah eight years ago, nearly nine years ago, it was just insane. Um, like there was mm. so much talk about, you know, climate change and global warming and all all the things and what is this world going to be that we're leaving to our children? And I, I did like get caught up in that anxiety and like, oh, yeah, mm. like, but I actually have fully flipped it. I, I am so excited for my children and grandchildren and I think – like it's the world's going to get better totally and like even like better but it's just different it's just a different it's just a different way I think it's a more beautiful way like I look at my children and their awareness and um even their bodily autonomy and like oh what did River say to me the other day he's like oh that's what he said he's like oh, I don't want to be a girl mom I there's no way I'm giving birth not like you did there's no way I'm doing that (laughs) yeah cool but it's like even just that awareness around birth and like I'm Mm -hmm. always talking to my kids about that sort of stuff and bodily functions and just being a fucking human being and not labeling them too much again like (laughs) postpartum forever we've got to be always holding this space for these little humans so they can really just I mean they they chose us for a reason and we need to be, we need to like not only step into us, like ourselves for ourselves, but for them as well, because they're counting on us all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. This wow. Is really, like, Epic. <laughs> 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 this is just right up our alley. Hey, <laughs> we just verbally 
like spewed like all of our thoughts and all the things in one little podcast. I honestly didn't, we didn't know where we were going with this. <laughs> to be honest with you all, so good. we just jumped in with like a conversation we've been having and then it like just organically unfolded into a million different mini combos. <laughs> but again, all connected. All connected. Um, yeah, this is this is the stuff though. This is the this is the juice and the medicine and um what Christy and I are all about. You've just like had a little little insight into our brain space. <laughs> yes. It's just like the sacred space is just trying to find them like ways to like get this out in a way that people are still going to actually like us. <laughs> I don't care. We're, we're just ourselves. You can, you can be totally. <laughs> like, like people that can receive it and we like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we are that middle ground though. I feel like we are just really human and real, real. Um, well, that yes. was my dog making a weird noise. If you heard that. <laughs> okay. This has been like the most, yeah, real convo ever with our kids and our dogs and our babies yep. and our yeah. So I I'm think we it. might we might wrap yeah. it. But I've um... actually got to wipe her ass. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, like mind you too. By the way, like I'm still using reusable nappies, and I've got this like weird thing where I ca- I have to keep using them until she's one. It's just been my thing, and it's like been another element of like slowing down. And really soaking in my whole motherhood, like when I did my lotus birth, these these reusable mm. nappies mean something to me. And I've actually yeah. loved the whole process of it. I've loved washing them. I've loved hanging them out. I've They've given me this little purpose um, and a slow down and just a reverence for this time in my life. The shit is starting to get way too sticky. I'm looking forward to the next three <laughs> weeks, but also going to miss it. Like, yeah. Um, Anyway, that's just another little insight on what. <laughs> just like end on that note, on that poo note. Yes. That was a really, that was a really beautiful way to end. Yes, yes. <laughs> keeping yes. it real, keeping it real. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, um, cool. So yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone, yes, thank you. on this yeah windy whirlwind of a conversation. <laughs> um, and we're gonna have a little break next week, but we'll yep. be back with some really beautiful. Um, people who are going to come on and share some stories. Um, and yeah, if you if you would like to come on our podcast and share a story, please reach yes. out at our Instagram, the sacred underscore space underscore. Um, yeah. That's where you can find us. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Yeah. Bye.